Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. All right, but don't say hi y'all. Right. Okay, go. (laughs) (laughs) Can you cackle in our intro? Let's just have her cackle the whole intro. Okay, Okay, you ready? Not really. Go ahead. (laughs) Hi y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey y'all. Just wanted to drop in real quick and let you know that Agent Systems 101 is currently available. I am so excited to join you on this journey from overwhelmed to in control. We are going to spend six weeks together getting all of our systems in place. I will be your cheerleader and your accountability partner. I'll be available for questions. And we're really going to achieve something that's going to give you your time back, give you your confidence if you're not quite there yet, and really impact how consistent your business is, repeatable results that you can give your clients. It's just really going to make you treat your business like a business, and it's going to be fun at the same time. I have an awesome review from a previous student that I wanted to share with you guys. If you are looking to streamline your business and take your communication and organization to the next level, I would highly recommend this course. The resources that you receive and the ideas to make your business more professional are a game changer. That's right, people. It is my biggest passion. I love being able to make realtors more professional, and this is going to do it for you. You do not have to reinvent the wheel every time you get a new buyer or seller. It's just going to flow so easily. I'm really excited to do this with you. So please come and join me for Agent Systems 101. It is available through September 20th, and we're going to start on our lesson September 21st. I'm really excited to see you guys there. Talk to you soon. This is Hustle Humbly, episode 11. Yes, we're so excited to have episode 11. We're just trying to get settled here. And um, we have a couple of housekeeping type things for episode 11. And then we're going to get deep into the open house talk. Uh, Okay, you guys, please, please, please take a moment. Pause us. Go and subscribe if you have not yet subscribed. And write us a little quick review. It really helps, um, you know, other people know what the podcast is about and what they can expect and that you love it and that you're waiting for it every Monday. So we love you and we want you to go on and subscribe and hit us with the review. And y'all have already helped us so much because we were notified by Apple this morning that we are in the top podcasts out of over 700,000 Apple podcasts. Wow. We are number 1,436, which is in the top point Two percent. I mean, it really is pretty crazy. One, how many podcasts exist? And two, that after just what we have five episodes out. I know. So we haven't been out there that long. Right. So you guys are really helping us out. We do want your episode ideas as well. Yes. Um, so in your toast, we need you to tell us who we should be toasting to at the end of each episode. And your success stories. Yep. So you guys send that. If you want to send them to our email, it is 
hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. And, and we love you for it. So thank you. And we are really excited because this is our first episode that was requested from a listener. Yes. And we have a few requests in and you may not know how it works on the back end of things. We are recording episode 11, 11. right now, but but only episode five has been released to the public. We like to work ahead a little. We work ahead so we're not stressed every week because we are full-time realtors. So we don't have time to do this every week. So we batch yeah, record. That's true. So as we get episode requests, we have a spreadsheet that we add them to. And this is our first listener request. Yes. request. So Jessica Harville is a REMAX agent oh, in Bossier City, Shreveport. Okay. And I love her. She's amazing. Um, she has been following along and she's just such a great supporter. And she wanted us to talk about open houses, which is perfect because we wanted to talk about that anyway. Yes. And it will, I think, play into a lot of the episodes that we've had up to this one, even um, the ones that obviously maybe everyone hasn't heard yet, but safety, yes, um, which it's so important. It will play into mindset. We're yes. going to talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to play into database, you know, how to put some new people in your database. Right. So open house kind of is one of those activities that you're doing as a realtor that we're also going to talk about some of the things and the main topics we've discussed before. Perfect. Okay. What do you think? You're the open house queen. So I feel like <laughs> you should get us started um, on what your, how it started in the beginning, okay. how it is now. I know when, we've talked about that in a previous episode where mm-hmm. you said you were doing them almost every weekend in the beginning. Now it's almost every weekend. Yes. So tell us. When I was new and had no listings, I found a realtor in my office that had tons of listings and I tried to focus on an area. Okay. So I chose area five and six. Okay. And I did open houses that were similar in price point, similar in area every Sunday. And it was crazy because I would have the like repeat people. You'd see the same people. Yes. And so... In my, I had a sign-in sheet and I would add them to an email list. Okay. And I started sending out open house invitations. Oh. And I would say, I'll be at this house on Sunday. Um, you know, really? I'd love I'd love to see you again. And anyway, it got me some of my first listings because people were like, you hustle. Right. Right. Like we and you know, I don't know about other marketplaces, but in our marketplace, when you do an open house, um, my my company puts it in the newspaper and it also goes on all of the websites right. and things like that. So okay. even if you're just hosting an open house, your name goes out there so much. This is true. It's just personal advertising. Yep. And I had someone show up to one of my open houses and said, I look at the Sunday paper every Sunday and you are always holding an open house. And so I don't know you, but I want you to come be my listing agent because I know that you work hard. Well, yes. And look there, I've heard other stories and I have definitely gotten clients who were not buyers really. Maybe they live in the neighborhood, but they were looking and they meet a nice professional agent who's willing to work on a Sunday. And it does just basically put your best foot forward for other clients. The biggest thing I can say about open houses, it it goes back to mindset episode three. If you haven't listened to it, go back, check it out. Um, you get out of it what you put into it. Right. Right. You cannot do two open houses and then complain and be all blah, blah, that you didn't get anything from it yep. and that they don't work. And if you want it to work, it'll work. It'll work. I look, I have, it's, a, it's, it is work. It's work, but it oh, will it work. Is. Yeah. But look, I have, I have for sure 
fallen victim to the, oh, I hate open houses. Nothing happens. I sit there by myself for two hours. I'm in a potentially dangerous situation. People come in that are just neighbors and looky-loos. And if you change your mindset and just say, well, so what if neighbors came? One day they're going to sell their house. Maybe they just wanted to look and see what color these people painted the bathroom. I don't care. And I know we've talked about in previous episodes, it's a great way to practice talking to strangers. It's a great way to practice knowing all the information about a house and how you present that. It's a great way to, like you do, just be productive. If no one shows up and you brought something with you and you got your handwritten notes done that day, Mm -hmm. wow. Okay, so two hours you worked. It's not like it wasn't for nothing. So I feel like in the beginning, I probably was less enthusiastic about them as I am now. And I don't do them nearly as often as you do. But I get excited when I have a listing that I know is in a good location that I'm like, oh, yes, this is going to be a good open house. There's going to be great traffic. You know, it's on a good corner where I can put my signs out. And I I get excited about them now more than I did in the beginning. I went through... So in the beginning, I was really excited about them, especially when I started seeing repeats and people would say things like they saw. It just... The recognition kind of affirmed that I was doing the right thing and yeah. people noticed. And, you know, it took a long time to see actual results, but they came. They did come. Yep. And um, it was nice to be able to tie that back. And then... As I started getting my own listings, they weren't just in area five and six. They were all over the place, you know, far away, different neighborhoods. And I I lost my my invitation bubble that I yeah. had going. You know, I kind of missed, I couldn't stay in the same area holding other people's listings open because now I had listings that I needed to you be needed at. To do them. And so I kind of lost my my tribe I had in my I had about, I think I had up to 32 emails of regulars. Wow. That over two years, I just would add them to my um, email list and I miss them. (laughs) And sometimes if I have a listing in that area, you know, I love to hold it open myself. And did any of those people on your invite list end up being clients? Yes. I got two listings. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. And just, and it's funny that I got listings, right? Not not buyers, buyers, but it just, they just met me there and we connected. And I think I've said this in a previous episode, but where else are you going to be where a client walks in the door and meets you face to face? You don't get that through an internet lead. You don't get that on phone duty. You don't get that from a sign call. But if you can capture someone when they walk in the door and they like you and you like them and you just click, they want to work with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that kind of goes to, I always like to keep it casual. Okay. When I was new, I would try to be fancy. Okay. I would, I started real estate when I was 22. Okay. I looked like I was 15. Okay. So I just didn't have a lot going for me in terms of looking like I had a lot of experience. Right. And I would try to dress better and like wear blazers and just be fancy to compensate. And it totally backfired. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like they felt like I was stiff and rigid. And then one day I was running late. I didn't have time to change clothes from the brunch I was at before going to the open house. I showed up with my coffee And I didn't have a sign-in sheet. And I was like, well, this is a wash. Right. 
And these people came in and I was just like, Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you could come. Let me tell you about that. I was just myself. Right. And I was casual and I connected with every single person that walked in that day. And that was in my second year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to show up comfortable. Yep. I'm going to not hide my coffee when they walk in the door. Right. I even found like having coffee in my hand when they walk in just makes me like, oh, look, a real person is here. That's a good point. It sort of takes it out of feeling so stiff. Yeah. You're just like, hey, y'all come in and talk to me. Yeah. But that's the key to an open house. When the people come in, I'm not spouting off facts about the house. I'm like, hey, do you live nearby? Yes. Do you know the neighborhood? You know what? Like just ask questions. That's really all you have to do. And people will let down their defenses pretty quickly. It's all about making that connection. Yep. And they have to feel comfortable. And they're only going to feel comfortable if you feel comfortable. For sure. So you have to, the only way is to make that authentic connection. Okay. I want you to tell us what is your process today? Like, what do you actually do to prepare? What do you do to set up? What do you bring with you? What are you doing? Okay. I do think that if you want a truly successful open house, there is some legwork that needs to be done during the week. Okay. Let's hear it. So I do have a checklist um, that we do before every open house. Okay. Um, Some of the things on there are we change the main MLS photo to say open Sunday from two to four. So that way, if the house pops up in anybody's search online, they see it. Okay. We make sure it is scheduled on Zillow and realtor.com. Okay. And you know, what's kind of nice. We updated our MLS system, what, three, four years ago. Yes. If you go, so I don't know what everyone's MLS provider is, but ours, if you go in and and add it to your listing as an open house in the date and time, it does pull it to places like Remax and Zillow and that's awesome. wherever. So you can just do it in one place and it goes out and then you're on everybody's list. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, we email, we go into that subdivision and go back six months and we email the link to all the agents that had a listing or a buyer in that neighborhood. And we say, Hey, this house is open Sunday, two to four. Um, if you have any buyers, send them by. I always respect agency relationships and I would love for your client to see the home. Um, so I invite realtors to send their clients and let them know I'm safe. I'm not going to steal your people. Well, right. We do directional signs and we try okay. to put the sign out um, fairly early in the week. Okay. Do your signs ever get stolen? Sometimes. And then you just like, it do you bring extras is. on Sunday to make sure the directionals are out? Usually I have some in my car, Okay, but sometimes I don't. And I don't think the directional is good for directions. Oh, you don't? I don't think that that's what they're following. I think they're following their GPS. Okay. Well, that's true. If they knew they were going ahead of time. I think it's good for signage, like, you know, exposure and and maybe someone would be like, Hey, I'm going to swing a right. Well, right. Oh, look, Uh, an open house. An open house. I'm not going anywhere right now. So are you good about asking your attendees where they heard about the open house? I am. Okay. So you know, if they're seeing the directional sign and turning because of that. Right. Got it. Keep going. I do. I like to ask people, I like to ask them, like people are always like, I always wonder where they, I'm like, ask them. Right. This is so simple. You don't have to be scared of people. How did you hear about the open house? I wonder if my seller is da-da-da-da. Ask them. Yeah. I think this is also a good time to say, look, back in the day, everyone put, I know here for a while, it was $35 ad in the newspaper. I think now it's $40 ad in the newspaper. I stopped doing print advertising if I was doing an open house. 
Probably 10 years ago. I mean, when I started doing just online marketing, it, I don't feel like it has the reach that it, it did. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are people who look at the paper every weekend, but how many? Like the circulation is way down. The good thing about the paper now is they put it online as well. Right. So I think it's it's helping with that. But I would take the $40 I would have spent on the newspaper ad and I would run a Facebook ad. Yes. And then I would ask people when they came. How did you hear about the open house? And if everyone said, oh, I saw it on Facebook somehow, or I saw it on Zillow, then you know your money was well spent. Right. If you put $35 in a newspaper ad and $35 on a Facebook ad, and you consistently ask everyone how they heard about it, then you know next time what to do. Right. You don't need to be spending, especially new agents, do not be spending money before you have money. No. It's not worth it. You don't need to. These are just extra things you know, that you could do, but you don't have to spend any money. I don't think money. you need an ad at all, right? As long as you make sure that you're doing the part that you're doing during the week, which is post it to the websites so that it's on the list mm-hmm. and people know when they come across the listing during the week, oh, hey, this house is going to be open on Sunday. I think it's funny because me and you do open houses very different. Okay, let's hear. You like to do the first weekend. I do, if I'm going to do it. And the reason I don't is because... I'm hoping that by week four or five, it has sold and then you don't have to do one. Yes. So I can totally see that and agree. And I used to be really hardcore about the first weekend because I thought, especially if my people had kids or pets or something that made showings more difficult, I would list the house on Wednesday, Thursday. I would put in the original MLS listing. Hey, this house is going to be open on Sunday. And I would hope that it meant some of the people, some of those buyers would all pool in that two hour time frame, and my sellers wouldn't be having to get out, you know, here and there and mm-hmm. a bunch of times before. And then probably three years ago when my listings were selling so fast, I wouldn't even make it to the weekend, the first week, the first Sunday. Now, as the market shifts and changes, I don't always do them the first weekend. It just kind of depends on the situation. If I, if it is a family or pets or a difficult showing, I try to do it then for that reason. But it also, it's nice in, in the way you're doing it. If you hold it for later on, it's giving you an activity to do to make your seller feel like you're okay. working, yes. you're putting something, you know, some time. And into that is it. why when I'm listing heavy and, and I, you really have to educate your sellers on open houses. So if you get listing heavy, um, it may not be a bad idea. This is my script. I just say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I like to do an open house around week four or five because that's usually when showings have slowed down. Mm -hmm. I like to wait that long also because it forces people who are serious to make appointments and I get the login for that. So I know which realtors to follow up with because they actually made appointments. Whereas if people come through an open house, I may not know who they're, how do I follow up with them if they have a realtor or who's serious, who's not, it's harder to filter. No, I think that's great. So I sometimes use that script to just give it some time, but I recently was in our, our, new agent meeting that I still attend occasionally. And one of the agents was like, I don't know what to do. I hold this house open every Sunday and nobody comes. And I said, because you're holding it open right. every There's Sunday. There's no sense of urgency. No. Like if you, you'll if still be always, there next week. Right. If it's always open, you are losing your effectiveness. You need to have the confidence to educate your sellers that 
An open house more than once a month is just going to hurt you, actually. I think I agree. And it does feel a little bit desperate. And then it's hitting people's eyes so many times. Like, why is this house still open? Right. Why isn't this house selling? You know, you don't want to feel like you're stale. I think once every four to five to six weeks is good. Is fine. Okay. And if you aren't selling, it's time to have different discussions with your sellers. It's not because it's not open every Sunday. Yeah, that's true. I mean, houses houses that are for sale are technically technically always open. You just have to make an appointment. Right. So having a scheduled open house isn't going to make it sell. So we have to stop telling our sellers that this is going to do the trick. We are doing it to give it more exposure. Sure. But if you're overdoing it, I mean, you can't let the sellers run you ragged. You have to be the authority. Okay. And educate. Agree. Can we talk about the real reason most agents do an open house though? It's not as a service to their seller. It's a method to find new buyers. Yes. And, And sweet sellers don't think about it like that at all. No. They think that the buyers are coming to their house to see it and it's going to sell their house. And I have some stats. Okay. So 7% of all home buyers find the house that they're going to buy at an open house or yard sign. That's a little higher than I would have guessed. And it's third only to internet 50%. 50%. So 50% of buyers, and I think the stat was from 2018, uh, find their house online, 50%. 28% find it by way of their agent. Okay. And then the very next one is 7% open house. Wow. But that might be a good one to share with your seller. I always talk with my sellers about you know, how important their photos are because the buyers are online. And that's typically the first place they're going to see their home. If you said to your seller, 7% of buyers are going to find a house at the open house, they might say, hmm, I don't really want one every weekend, right? Maybe your system makes sense. Maybe once every four to five weeks is good for me. Maybe I don't want to clean my house and take my baby and my dog and go every single Sunday, right? For two hours or two and a half or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work for a seller. And then it's not, there's nothing worse than delivering the message to your seller that no one came. Yeah. That's always a sad day <laughs> it's for the really seller. really a sad day. It's not the saddest day for me because I probably just had the most quiet, productive two hours on my laptop. You're fine. I'm fine. But, but I know it's hard to tell them that nobody came. Right. It's, yeah, it's very tough. Okay, so you're going and doing some legwork on the front end. What are you doing? Do we get all of it? What else are you doing the day of? Tell me, like, what's what else is in the system? I do a Facebook ad, okay. you know, and then a little bit of posting on personal and professional social media. Um, and I think that's about it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. What do you bring with you? This is also where we're different because I know that you like to provide refreshments and snacks and I don't. Okay. I don't think it's required. No, but I I do think it's a nice thing. But I think if you're doing them every Sunday, well, yeah, that's, it adds up. uh, I want to insert here though. I am the queen of the budget open house. Yes. I go to, I go to the Dollar General and I buy three Mylar balloons, they're already filled up there. It saves time and money. I might spend 3 or $4 Dollar General with my balloons. I go over to the Albertsons. I buy a $2.99 bag of chocolate chip cookies. I bring my little cute plate from home and a handful of napkins, you know, out of my napkin bin. Whatever color I have left over from a party, you know, I'm not buying that. And then I bring the, probably the most expensive thing I buy is a little, the little bottles of water. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm going to give you a cookie. I better give you a bottle of water, but you yeah. could just as easily bring a pitcher from home, like a nice pitcher and some 
paper cups and give water that way. I also don't want people wandering around the house with a whole lot of stuff, messy stuff. But it's not expensive. I mean, no, I think it's great. It's I less sometimes than $10. I sometimes feel convicted like I should do more. You don't more. need to. It's, <laughs> it's not required, but I think maybe it's the hostess in me or just like that yeah. feeling like and that's what everybody does or whatever. Yeah. I just I like it. I feel like it also gives me one more thing to be like, "Hey, have a cookie" or sure. you know, it just is like a point of and I like a cookie. Right. To be fair, I want to eat the cookie. Well, that's one reason I don't <laughs> bring them is because I will eat them all. Oh, I did this whole Instagram. I think it was IGTV not long ago where I was at an open house. There was no one there. And I'm sitting there talking to my people about what happens in an open house and how I spend most of the time just trying not to eat all of the cookies. Right. Like it's, it's, it's an the act truth. of will. And I fail. And so I stopped bringing them for myself. It's fair. And I just felt like I'm here to provide an open house and I don't have to have cookies. I think it is a good thing. I think it looks cute. It's impressive. I like sending that picture to the seller when I you like do it. I like leaving the cookies for the seller. Yes. If they have kids, I leave the balloons. Especially if it's an occupied home, being able to leave it there. I mean, I am not against it. I just don't do it. I don't think it's a requirement. No, but I think it's nice. Okay. Well, that's fine. So what are you bringing? Hello, friends. Hi, all. Our template course has launched. It's out there. And we have been getting some really positive feedback. Yes. I have some great feedback I wanted to share with you guys. Um, We had one purchaser say, thank you for these templates. As a new agent, I feel it would have taken me years to create these on my own. That's awesome. I know. It's so great. And then I had, these are so incredibly helpful. What a great investment. Thank you for your time and efforts putting these together. I think that you guys, this is the answer to it saving yourself answer. some time. It, it helps you put systems in place. It yep. keeps you professional. It keeps you consistent. It just makes everything run so much smoother. So much smoother. You're never mm-hmm. going to forget to tell somebody something. No, because this it's covers, all there. It's all there. And you're going to edit it to make it sound like your voice if you'd like. And it's going to be perfect for your business. Yeah. So go check out our template course. Yes. At hustlehumblypodcast.com. Perfect. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye. You're not bringing snacks. <laughs> I'm bringing my laptop and a sign-in sheet. Okay. What is on your sign-in sheet? Name, email, are you working with an agent, and how soon are you looking to buy? Okay. How is your success rate? And that's it. You just brought the laptop and the sign-in sheet with the pen. Yes. Okay. This is pretty easy. And my, and my flyers. I have flyers. Okay, the good. House. Yes. Okay. Um, I sort of present the sign-in sheet as mandatory. I think that's good. How do you phrase that? I very nicely with my coffee in hand and casually say, the seller would like every person that comes inside of their home to be documented. So if you wouldn't mind signing the sign-in sheet, that would be great. Yeah. And I think if anyone has listened to the previous uh, couple of episodes where we had Carl Carter giving us safety tips, he walks through some of the scripts and things to do to get people to sign in. Safety wise. It's a perfectly acceptable request. I think it's fine to say it's for safety, even if you wanted to say that. Just to say we need to, you know, keep everybody safe yeah. and documented. And if you wouldn't mind signing in, it'd be great. Yeah. I think I usually say that. The sellers have asked that I record anyone that came in their home. Yes. I, that's it. Yes. And look, people, don't say anything else. Right. Just let them let sign them in fill, at that point. Let them fill it out. Don't fill the spaces. Don't feel nervous. Let them fill it out. They will fill it out. And then, okay. So that's what you've taken with you. Now on my sign-in sheet, I have two fake 
people that have already signed in. Yeah, I usually put one. Two fake people that have filled out... Because the first person that signs in usually only puts their name if the form yeah, is blank. Yeah, you need it all. You, you need, need it all. all. So the And then if the next person sees that the first person didn't put their email, well, I'm not putting my email yeah, either. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have two fake ones filled out in two different handwritings. Is it always the same name? Usually. <laughs> Can you tell us your fake name? Because I think that's amazing. <laughs> I usually have a Johnny Anderson. Oh, sure. Who is my... Johnny is my dad and Anderson is my sister's new last name. Love it. I don't know why. It's great. I know. But you know what's funny? I think he actually has an uncle named Johnny Anderson. So I might need to change that. But um, <laughs> it's fine. I know. And then, so so if you have two that filled out everything, and I make one say, yes, I have a realtor. And I make one say, no, I don't have a realtor. Because okay. I want them to know, I don't care either way. Okay. Like you don't have to... It oh, I see. When you give your, your fake people answer the question both yeah, ways. When my, yes, I make my fake people answer the question both ways so that okay. the next buyer is like, doesn't feel pressured to put yes or no. Just pick. It just, just tell us the truth. Tell me the truth. Don't, I don't, tell I don't me care. The truth. I don't care. I'm just here for the truth. And then say the first real person that signs in, signs in and does not put an email address. Okay. When they leave, I put a fake email address and try to match Got their it. handwriting just to keep it. This is intense. Well, I just feel like I think you have to sense. set the bar because the first person that leaves a gap, every person after will leave a gap on yeah. the signage. Yes. Yeah. So you just have to. I think it's um, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, that's good. So we've talked about what you bring. What do you bring? Okay. Tell us so your list. Besides, look, maybe that's why I have the more I have more um, patience for it because I don't do them every weekend. <sighs> I might do honestly an open house once a month. Okay. I'm not doing them. I'm pretty protective of my weekend with my kids. And because typically I'm showing on Saturday. So, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before. I only like to work one of the weekend days. Yes. And I just, I don't know why it's just worked out this way recently and I haven't done a lot of them, but I'll do at least one a month. Um, I bring the, my snacks, Yes. but I bring a, my flyers, Mm -hmm. the sign in sheet, and then I print probably four market reports, CMAs, mm-hmm. just to have. Because sometimes when that one particular person is really interested, they start asking those questions and I can point to it. And sometimes I'm like, look, you can just take that. It's fine. Take it with you. So I have that. I put out my little stack of cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone ever takes a card, but it looks cute. And it's it does, fine. Yeah. So the cards. Um that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, that's, it's not that hard. Now, all of my listings have a listing binder in them. So in the listing binder, which was already there for, to, I mean, that's available for anyone who's doing a showing, but it's there for the open house. It's got the property disclosure and all the information about the house and it, all that jazz. So yeah. I have that printed out as well, but it's already in the house. But right. I do refer to it and and people in the open house do come peruse it when they're looking for the utility information or, you know, that kind of stuff. So I have all of that. Yeah. That's really all. It's not, it doesn't take more than 10 to 15 minutes for me to prepare before I go. I used to love a candle at an open house. Oh yeah. I do bring that sometimes. (gasps) But they melt in my car. I had one melt in my car. Oh, because you were leaving it in there all the time. I had a little box it was in. Mm. Unfortunately, it was a wire box. Like, and so when it spilled, it didn't stay in the box. It went in my car. Okay. So that really turns you off to it. I don't. Okay. Oh, I do bring something else. Let me hear it. I have a portable speaker. 
Oh, you and play I get, some tunes? I do. Just some okay. good light background music. I know. wonder, y'all, in the episode with Carl, he talks about bringing the camera yeah. to like monitor the situation. It's like a two-way camera. I wonder if you could get some hybrid of that where you're playing the music and in recording. Either yeah. way, that's a that's a thought. Uh, okay, that's good. I do bring the candle. I, honestly, I have a box in my house. I don't leave it in the car. If I know I'm doing an open house, I put the tray and the napkins and the I, I'll throw a candle in there, depending on the situation. If the house is occupied and I know they have that, I'll just bring a lighter so I can light some of theirs. I like that. I think I yeah. need to get back on that. Okay. I like it too. You were just, you got burned literally by the sun. <laughs> I just, and I do think doing them as frequently as I have been, um, and it's weird. I have a bunch of like condos right now or houses in a subdivision that doesn't allow them. So actually the last like six weeks, I've only done a couple open houses. Are you missing it? Not Are really. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Not really. I feel like it ebbs and flows for me. I will say my Monday doesn't feel as organized because you didn't because I didn't mm-hmm. have my two hour window to sit to sit in a home yep. and okay and do that. Which brings me so I'm sort of a fan of the midweek open house. Okay. Um where you tell your seller, hey, is it okay if I come to your house? It, it's really best for the occupied homes. Okay. Because you can sit there in furniture, you might, you have Wi-Fi, maybe from, you know, 1030 to 130. Okay. And you're basically just using it as your office. Okay. And it's open to the public. Have you had the public show up for these? Depends on the location. We did one that was like more in mid city, like in the area. And yes, we had like four people come. I did one way out in Gonzales, nobody came. Okay. But I, my sellers appreciated that I tried. I did advertise for it. So it did pop up places. Yes. So the address was put out there, but it was just nice to have mm-hmm. a, you know, we have all these beautiful homes or not, but right. <laughs> we have all these you places. Well, yeah. we have all these homes that you can go just sit in, get some quiet time in the middle of the week, open it up on a lunch break. It's just an easy way to do an advertising. Okay. So I had one, only one. I was doing an agent tour. So my listing was on agent tour, but the owner of the home was also a realtor in a different market. And she said, Hey, will you please post it public? And I'm like, okay, on a Tuesday at 11? Sure. Yeah. This was probably a year ago. And so I did. I put it on Zillow and all the websites as an open house. And don't you know, I for, I had a legitimate buyer who ended up coming and making an offer from that weekday open house. Oh my gosh. So there is no excuse, people. If you can't do them on the weekend, then yeah. do one on the weekday. They're do becoming it. more popular. I, in our market, I've seen some people do them from 4 to 6 p.m. Yeah. Um, on your way home, yep. stop by and grab a glass of wine. That's cute. You know, that's easy. Yeah. Um, so there's just, it doesn't have to be on Sunday, which I kind of no. like. I like that too. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a very interesting statistic. Okay. of realtors say they hold open houses as part of their marketing strategy. And 50% of those that did opens did 10 or more, I guess, (gasps) in a year, maybe. Not, oh, not, not in a, not in a month. Well, not on one listing, just total. Just 10 or more. So the average realtor that does open houses does about 10 a year. Yeah, that's only really less than one a month. Yeah. But you got to think. Open houses are sort of like anything in real estate. You've got to keep trying. You can't do two and give it up. No. 
but only 60% of realtors were even using it as a marketing strategy, which I think is... Yeah. um, I mean, there's realtors in our marketplace that won't do them at all. They tell their sellers in the listing interview, I do not do open houses. If that's a deal breaker for you, I'm not your realtor. Yeah. it's. I don't mind doing them. I do think that they're good. I do think that they're gives you exposure. I only one time in, you know, eight years, but I had a young couple come into a house that was my listing that I held open out in the middle of nowhere and said, we really like it. What do we need to do? And I was thinking, yeah, right. That's what they all say. And I gave them my lender info and got their info and they actually made an appointment and I dueled it. I sold them the house. Oh, it was amazing. That's pretty good. I, that's the only time that has happened. Um, there was another time where I had an open house and this couple came in and they were very friendly and they, I gave them my card and the next day they emailed me and said, Hey, Alyssa, we really enjoyed meeting you. Would you mind being our realtor? And I, and I was like, what? Yes, I'll do it. Do I mind? This right. is like what I was made for. Oh, it's so nice. I sold them a house. Okay. And they had a son. I was his realtor. He bought his first home with me. They had a daughter who moved away and I was her realtor. I listed her home. Wow. And then I sold their house. So I had four transactions with this family that I met at my open at house. At that open house. And they just, we just clicked. Yep. And, and it's easy to figure out who you just click with when you're meeting them in person. Yes. It just makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah. I've had, I, I have one success story where I had a very good open house. There was a lot of traffic coming through and the person that bought the house came to the open house, but they had an agent. So okay. I didn't get a new buyer out of it or, or a duel, but I honestly think that me standing there and being able to talk them through their questions, um, you know, like the staging questions, the floor plan, to, and for them being there and seeing all of these other interested parties who were asking questions and seeming like they really like the house. I really think that that open house sold that house. It yes. had been on the market a while. We had had, you know, kind of mixed feedback. It had some challenges and that buyer being in there and seeing other buyers walk through. Yeah, they didn't like that. And having me able to sell the house to them. I mean, it's helpful to have the person who has knowledge of that house to be there giving them information. I'm actually looking into right now finding something that will record like a small recorder uh-huh. that they can play when they get there. Do you want me to tell you a good story about that? Yes. So I showed a house within the last couple of months. I was showing it like a scheduled showing. I brought my buyer and they had an Alexa. Yes. In the kitchen. Alexa will do it for you. That's what it's. And they said, please push Alexa and she'll tell you all about our home. And don't you know, Alexa started off. It was the funniest thing I've ever I've never had this happen. We push the button and she's like, hi, you know, thanks for coming to blah, 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 Main Street. And um, this is the where the new kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And this and that. Oh, by the way, the seller has a cat that if you let out, it will run away and you'll have to chase it down the street. And it was <laughs> hilarious. That's awesome. And Alexa told us all the information. I was exploring Alexis because you can actually get the dots for like very cheap, but... They do require Wi-Fi and they require the Wi-Fi to be working. Yeah. So I'm, but I can, 
there's got to be recorders out there that are so cheap. So I'm looking well, into yeah. that because open houses have shown me that when the listing agent who knows the most about the house and knows the seller and is emotionally invested is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't be at all showings. Nope. it's It doesn't work that way. And I do try to send an email be, to the showing agent with all the info they would need, but being there and hearing your voice and yep. hearing the story. So I'm looking into that because I do think that when you are the listing, I know when I hold my own listings open, I do a much better job than somebody else's only because I know what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so true. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about safety though for the open house. What do you have any safety practices in place when you're doing an open house? Um, I do carry. Okay. And so I have my weapon with me. Um, I follow the rules about never going into a room first, always letting them go into a room first so that you're always between them and the door and just keeping good space. (laughs) You know, I don't like to be (laughs) touched, (laughs) um, but keeping good space between me and the person, um, And then, you know, requesting the sign in, I do try to keep a conversation going like, oh, are you neighbors? No, we're just renting. Oh, how long is your lease? Oh, okay. Like I always ask a follow-up question and just keep it very conversational. Um, But yeah, you know. Okay. Here's some of mine. I never park in the driveway. Okay. I always park in the street so that I'm not blocked in in any way. Yes. Um, I keep my... I always wear pants to an open house so that I can have pockets Yes, so that I can keep my car key in my pocket and my phone. Okay. Like I don't want to wear a dress and feel like, uh, what am I going to do with my car key? And right. I want to be able to like make a run for it. Sure. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't follow, let go in front in anyone to any room. I try to keep like the back door unlocked. I want to be able to have exits. And also I, I step outside. If sure. there's some creepy person in there, I step outside, but I think part of the most important part of this is I feel comfortable stepping outside because I have told my seller their safety rules, Yes, which are please remove from your home, your firearms, if they're not locked away in a safe, your prescription medication, your small electronics, your valuable jewelry. If you have some small items that can walk, I want you to make sure they've gone with you before showings and an open house. And that way I don't feel bad if someone walks in and is giving me a bad vibe, I can step outside and it's not like I need to babysit them. Right. So your sellers need to be aware of their safety concerns as well. I agree. And I think now, I think that was one of the things Carl said, most sellers or homeowners have some sort of recording device in their home. Mm -hmm. You need to let these people know, Hey, you know, the seller does have a, a surveillance camera. I just want to make you aware. Please, you know, feel free to look around. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast where the agent actually put on the door, like just a little sticky note, smile, you're on camera. They weren't. There was no camera. That's probably helpful. But if a criminal is walking up to kidnap you and sees that, yeah, they're going to think twice. And, yeah. you know, it just lets them know. Hey, just be careful. I agree. I always felt a little bit safer at open houses because I felt like it wouldn't be a good time to be kidnapped because... Um, Someone knows where you are? Well, everybody knows where I am. Yeah. And it's open to the public, so anybody else could walk in at any time. I know. But you have to stay on your guard. You have I to be careful. I think realtors get attacked in open houses. They do. They do. I mean, Carl even told us there have been several stories of people being attacked. And I think I need to not 
I, I, ha- I think I have a false sense of security yeah. and I need to remember to be on my guard. Sometimes when I explain the safety tips to sellers and that, you know, open houses while I will do them can be a safety concern. Sometimes they're like, they're not comfortable with the idea of the general public coming into their home because you can't stop at an open house anyone from coming in. It can be anybody. Whereas we hope that when a scheduled showing happens, that their agent has already vetted that buyer and knows that they're pre-approved and isn't wasting the seller's time, which, I mean, you're not really wasting the seller's time if you're doing an open house. They know that you're going to be there for two hours, but it could be anyone coming in. Yes. It could be anyone. So it's just, it's. To, I think you need to be I've aware. I've had more situations with, um, like I had a young, young couple, like clearly in high school, come into my open house looked sketchy, acted sketchy, started talking about how they're from New York and have a construction company. I knew it was all BS. Right. And they were just enjoying pretending like they were these wealthy people. And I don't know what their goal was. Right. Um, strange. It was very strange. I looked them up after I found, because I got their license plate number. Okay. I felt weird enough that I was like, I just need to write this down. And I also wanted to tell, I told my seller, I said, look, it's probably nothing. Make sure all your doors and windows are locked. Yeah. Um, because I have a young couple that came through and I heard once that sometimes a buyer, I mean, a person will come through an open house and unlock a window Yeah, and you don't know, you don't know they did that. And they're coming back later. Mm -hmm. You know, what might be a good idea. We might need to make a safety tips and presentation to do list for our sellers that we send to them. For open houses and we can email it to our listeners. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Well, we're going to find a way to have resources. I think. Yeah. We, we would like to provide things like that. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in having some resources, yeah. shoot so us if an you email. Want, we're going to make it. If you want the open house checklist that you can email to your sellers before an open house, because it would be good to have on there. Hey, check all your windows Afterwards. and doors. Cause I told my sellers, I said, look, this couple came through. It's probably nothing. Um, I did look them up and found them after. And sure enough, it was all just a crap story. Right. And I don't know what their goal was, you know, but it was just stupid. Strange. Yeah. Very strange people out there. You have to be careful. You for sure need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, so you have success with open houses. Yeah, you I have, have a great mindset for it. You, we both have good, I think, safety procedures. You're not, you know, reinventing the wheel on what to bring. You're keeping it pretty minimal. Yeah. I could do a little more. I think I I should just, I like the idea of just having a a basket ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's I just grab. And then you don't have to worry about your candle melting in the car. Not in my car. You know, just, I have what I need. What else do you think? Okay. Here's a great question that we didn't cover. What do you do for follow-up? So you have these emails that you've gotten from the open house. What is the follow-up? What is the day after like? What do you do? I thank them. Okay. How? Um, I shoot them an email. Okay. Um, I My sign-in sheet says, what subdivision do you live in? Oh. It doesn't ask for their address. I forgot it says that. Okay. 
Because I have a subdivision report. Okay. So if I have their email, they can um, just get a one, once a month report on That's their cool. subdivision yeah. that has my contact information. I like it. I don't want to send them junk. I don't right. want it to be like a recipe or spammy. Because I tell them when they sign in, hey, I'm not going to spam you. Right. So you don't <laughs> want to spam them. Yeah, I tell them that. Right. Because be it is the truth. Yeah. And um, But I do thank them via email. Um, and I will set them up on a report. Okay. But I'm not, I don't stalk. Okay. You know, and then, um, uh, the email invitations, I do still send out email invitations to that group. I had the attendance is just not as regular because the areas are, they're all over the pair. I mean, in different parishes. Yeah. So, right. You know, okay. Very good. Have we hit on all of your tips yes. and your tricks mm-hmm. and your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, you just have to, I know it's hard sometimes to get dressed on a Sunday and go do this. Yeah. But I think you also just have to be like, you know what? I'm going to be excited about it. I'm going to pick yeah. up pick up your favorite coffee drink on the way there. Yeah. So that way you're extra chatty. Yeah. And um, pumped up. I think up. it can be fun. It can be fun. Make a to-do list. Any t- on Saturday when you're not working, um, anytime you think of something you need to do, add it to your to-do list for Sunday for your like open it. house. Use it as like your time to just use that place as your office to get ready for the week. I love it. I think that's good. Yeah. And if you're really sad about losing your Sunday afternoon, block off two hours of Wednesday afternoon and let that be your downtime. Yes. I mean, don't feel like you have to work every day. Right. You don't. Okay. I love it. Let's talk about, we're going to shout out to some people who have been so kind and shared the podcast and have given love to the podcast. And I guess, do we want to do our toast before these or do we want to we'll do, our do them all after. together? All right, we'll yeah, toast we'll after. Okay. So we're just going to, we're going to run through the list because we're so excited and happy and we just wanted to give them all shout outs. Um, and, and, and it's just exciting that these people are from all over. Yeah. We're going to tell you where they're from. So these are just some of the regular listeners who share us on a regular basis that we're excited about. I like it. Yes. You go first. I'll go. Okay. Chelsea Peterson is in Wisconsin. Eric and Emily Ness are in Birmingham, Alabama. Kendall Hardy is in Louisiana. Elizabeth Norris is in Georgia. Bethany Scallon is in our old neighborhood that we used to live in, both of us, Maplewood in Louisiana. Christina Ingracia is in New Orleans. Blair Root is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Christina Malo is in Florida. Yep. Ashley Schultz is in Pennsylvania. Wow. Liz Lally is in New York. And Stabler, Wisconsin. And Amanda Hoffling in Arizona. Oh my gosh. It really is so fun. It I'm so fun. thankful for all of them. That's and we awesome. have talked to all these people. And it's yes. just cool to hear their feedback and that yes. it's share it's getting shared and the love is spreading. Yes. Please share. It's we so love fun. It. We love it. Okay, so let's do our toast. And our toast is going to be to Jessica Harville, who requested this episode. Yes. So she got her wish she did get her wish okay so cheers to you yes keep doing what you do girl thank you so much for tuning in to the hustle humbly podcast let us know who we should toast to for the next episode be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at hustle humbly podcast if you have an episode topic or question please email us at hustle humbly podcast at gmail.com be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review see you next week bye this is the good life. Yeah.